Welcome uh, to the program. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Uh, this is something we've talked about before and uh, is, is not a surprise, but would be interesting to see, you know, the, the interesting thing here to study is how long it's going to last. Illegal uh, border, border crossings have uh, gone to their lowest in 17 years. Um, and, you know, of course, Trump is uh, crediting his rhetoric because, again, he hasn't done anything yet uh, as far as the border goes. But he has. I give him that, though. I give him I, that. I, I, well, I, and I think that's true. Yeah. As we kind of discussed before, and this is, you know, before he even got into office, we were talking about this. If you talk tough about the border because no one's talked tough about the border in any real way for you're a You're going to discourage people. You're going to discourage people for a short period of time. Yeah. Uh, people will be like, wait a minute, let's stand back and see what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. If Are the, they really going to be serious about this? Right. Yes, and if, if the answer to that is no, they're all going to come back. Yeah. Uh, but it, for a short period of time, people are waiting back and trying to see what the heck's going on. Um, and uh, so we may get this, uh, this, this to last for, I don't know, what's the right term? Six months, a year? Probably a year? Yeah, depending it, on how they you act. You could probably do it with talk If they back it up with some action. Uh, you, you might know. get longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 12,000 people crossed the, uh, were caught crossing the border. That is a drop of 72%. From those captured in December wow. uh, before Trump's inauguration. Now, that might be a high number because people were, for the exact opposite reason, people were trying to get through uh, before the Trump administration took over. Mm-hmm. Um, 40% uh, previously had been reported that illegal crossings had dropped by 40% from January to February, which had been called unprecedented by border officials. Uh, so, I mean, the tough talk, uh, I think, will is a good short-term thing here. Um, and look, that's better than what we've had. There's no doubt about that. That goes back to not only uh, the previous president, but the one before that. And almost everybody else, really. I mean, even you go back to Reagan. This was his big problem issue for a lot of conservatives. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if the rhetoric uh, matches up to the actions, which we have not seen yet, including really basic mm. things like crazy, uh, unconstitutional, illegal order, or, uh, illegal uh, executive orders that Barack Obama put in that can easily be repealed in a day by Donald Trump, and he hasn't done it. Um, DACA being the most famous of those. Um, so why he hasn't done that yet, we don't know. Uh, but uh, the rumor is he wants to get comprehensive immigration reform done. So that usually goes well. Usually goes well. Yeah, because as you know, comprehensive immigration reform is code for amnesty. So that'd be great. If, uh, if Donald Trump finally gets that pushed through, <laughs> wouldn't that be wonderful? The guy who was elected almost because of his stance on immigration... If he's the one that comes in and finally gets done what George Bush wanted to have done, that'd be that'd be pretty ironic, wouldn't it? As well as you know, would it really this guy? Honestly, like, would it even? Would it be ironic? It's so expected with him that uh, by us, but not by his supporters. Yeah, that's true. Um, Uh, So yeah, that that would be something. This goes back to here's a guy now who's saying every day, what an important story. These leaks are. He can, He will mm-hmm. not have leaks. He will not have them. Then go <laughs> rewind three months. I love WikiLeaks. I hope they get all of her emails. Yeah. You know, it's like there is not even an attempt at consistency with this guy. And no. Really, it doesn't matter to him at all. But and you know what? You can blame him for that. But he's just recognized that it doesn't matter to anybody else either. You know. He's just recognized yeah. that no voters care whether he said the exact opposite thing three months ago or not. And isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't that wonderful that voters don't care uh, that a guy they elected is doing what they elected him to do instead of the exact opposite? Isn't that wonderful yeah. that they don't mind? I, it's just what, what wonderful 
forgiving people we are. That's it's it's, that's it's a great a way of looking at it, Pat. Yeah, we're forgiving. I had I will say and admit it, I had taken it a bit negatively. Had you really? Um, but then I realized, you I'm know, glad what? We're I just could bring people. the proper perspective to this story. We are forgiving people. Yes, and we are a forgiving people. Just like that's why Donald Trump, when he has uh, uh, you know people in his administration that are uh, you know having some troubles, he always sticks by them. He always except, and that's true. Yes, always. with the rare exceptions always. Well, of when he doesn't. Well, I mean, what, maybe which is you pretty can much point always. to one in like the eighties. I could uh, no, I I could point to one today. Okay. I could point to one a few months ago. Okay. I could point to one a few months before that, and I could point to one like a year, year maybe two years, uh, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, with Lewandowski. Okay, yeah, yeah, another one. So and Manafort and Manafort uh, and now today Bannon and of course Steve Flynn out and uh, Flynn Flynn gone out. Um, um, Bannon is not out by the way fully. He is being removed from the Security Council. He's very important in the White House. In fact, you know many people argue he's the most important figure there. Um, uh, but really, so far, Trump decided to his effort to drain the swamp was to bring in, you know, Breitbart people and establishment people. Mm-hmm. And so far, both of them have been disasters. Um, you know, his his the establishment people who tried to push through things like the health care bill that didn't work. Uh, the people like Flynn and, and Bannon uh, have shown themselves to be uh, disasters in other ways. Um, and again, you know, the person you can kind of point to who's identified them that way is uh, uh, Donald Trump, because he's the one firing them or removing them from uh, important roles in the administration. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with, with Bannon in particular. We don't know the details on that one yet, but Flynn is clear. Uh, you know, he, Trump is the one who pulled the trigger on that. Speaking of roles, have we introduced uh, our friend Jeffy over here? With the many roles, multiple roles, of roles and roles and roles. The, well, he's, he can be the funny guy. That. He can be the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the... No, I was talking about the roles of flesh that cascade down his body. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that you say it. Speaking of roles, Why? right? So there he is, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. I mean, I know he eats cinnamon rolls, but are you saying... Yes, but then those cause the rolls of which I was speaking. Yeah. Can you identify which roles were created by cinnamon rolls? I can, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes, I can. That cinnamon stuff is killing me lately. There's a lot oh, of new cinnamon stuff man. on the market. There's, There's a, a couple places of... uh, on my body that uh, resemble cauliflower, and that oh. may have been other than cinnamon. <laughs> but that did not come from it's no, cauliflower. We know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 thank you for sharing. Uh, 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 there, there's a couple. I showed you what happened. No, never mind. No, 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 no never mind. By the way, we have um, one of the things we've, we've asked for on this show many times. Um, and, and it's not a ridiculous request. I, I would assume you're watching CNN, you're watching ESPN, <laughs> you're watching any show, really. At some point during the show, they're going to request a mac and cheese bar. Obviously. Um, with, where's our mac and cheese bar? Mm-hmm. We're doing a, a television show. Mm-hmm. It's a ba- very standard thing that right? happens in media all the time. If you're doing a show, mm-hmm. you're expected to have a mac and cheese bar. Yeah. Um, now, many times, this, this program, this network, this Glenn Beck network, has violated that promise, uh, the implied uh, social contract between a media company and its on-air talent, mm. um, which is they will mm. provide a macaroni and cheese bar daily. And it's mm. very, very basic. You learn that first day of journalism school. And really, that's only happened on one day. <laughs> only one day. Of our existence it in this building. It has happened. We should it's be clear. happened. It's happened. It's happened. Yes. But just once. But just once. 
Uh, today Until we make today. it yes. we make We make our second uh, mac and cheese. Very excited. Today. On Spoons today, uh, we will have a mac we and cheese. We got that chef back. Yeah. He's really good. And the one who made the great grilled cheeses. Uh, oh, from a couple the brie cheese with the apple oh, in it. So good. So and delicious. so he's made, so what I've heard is multiple varieties of mac and cheese. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Is that true, Jeffy? Well, I, I went in and there was quite a lot of pasta already made. This is this uh, is preparing the, for the. Uh, this is the greatest development in the history of mankind. The greatest. Well, the last time this chef was here, I mean, we couldn't get rid of him. I don't want to get rid of him. Uh, I well, want him to live here. I mean, I, yeah, he wouldn't. Leave, I want him though. to live here. He's the chef, he really is known uh, now as the chef that wouldn't leave. I want him to live. Here. Really? Oh, I want him to live. I, I good. I want him to live. Stay here. as long as he wants. I mean, I look, want him to live. We here. have we've got an opening. Uh, it's behind a red metal. <laughs> Uh, platform. Yeah, oh, another one. Because like there's one? a yeah, like like that, just yeah. a lot like that one. Yeah, well, actually, this one's exactly that. There's one. another one. Well, there's one that says Mercury Stage 19. That's the one that. Uh, <laughs> so does this one? What? Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Weird. So, okay, I haven't well. seen two of these in the building. Yeah, really? well, no, we'll have to. So, we'll have to look. You should look uh-huh. outside. <laughs> uh, and then just maybe get in your car and go home. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> So mac and cheese bar on spoons today. We're very excited about that one. Um, mm, this is kind of fun. Canada is uh, is going to gender neutral their uh, national anthem, it looks like. Really? Um, a bill is advancing through the Canadian Parliament to alter the words of the Canadian national anthem to be more inclusive by stripping it of gendered language. Because there's, if there's one thing that's heinous, it's gendered language. We don't, none of us want that. Right. None of us want that. Uh, Never. (laughs) Conservative Canadian senators are largely opposed to this bill because why? They hate. That's why. Because they're not inclusive and they hate. Um, It was first introduced in June of 2016 by uh, a, a liberal MP. Among the alliterations, he proposed changing the phrase all thy sons command and all of us command. Politicians opposed to the bill described the changes as clunky and pedestrian. Um, but uh, liberal senator Joan Frazier is among those on the left who joined conservatives. That Wow. I mean, are there actually right-thinking liberals on this planet? Apparently, because she said, this is a fine example of what happens when you let politicians meddle. Politicians are not usually poets. Uh, the replacement is sloppy if we're constantly revising everything because it was written in another generation, our national symbols will have no value. Our history means nothing in this country anymore, and it's a shame that we're doing this. The Senate should not be reticent in defending and preserving the heritage of Canada. How about that? Pretty, pretty interesting. Nice. Yeah. Now, as a Canadian sports celebrity. Yeah, uh, we should get your uh, take on this. Yeah. Uh, this as is, a Canadian uh, sports celebrity uh, who important. actually caught a, uh, a ball... Uh, in in a stadium. I mean, recorded and out in a major league baseball game is, is the way you could say it that way. I mean, you're in you illegal want. territory, but whatever. I, well, I disagree with that analysis, uh, despite the video evidence of that. <laughs> uh, but I, as a uh, Toronto Blue Jays fan and a Canadian sports celebrity, I do hear the Canadian national anthem most more than most Americans. And it's it's the one that goes, um, "Oh Canada, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah," and uh, uh, and I hear it. You know, before every we game, we like curling. Yep, that's in there. Uh, yep. That's in there. We like curling. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, hockey rules. Oh, yeah, we have, hockey rules is in there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I hear it before all the Blue Jays games, and and for when I was a kid, I was sure that that it said, <laughs> "Oh Canada, we stand on God for thee." And I was like, "Why are they standing on God?" 
Like they're standing on his head? What is that? I really thought that's what it said. And I was like, but maybe they mean, okay, well, we stand with God. And I, it's a weird Canadian phrase. It's stand mm. on guard. Uh, on guard. The, uh, on stand guard. on guard for these. So anyway. You can't with the Canadian accents, though. Mm. We can't blame mm. you for that. Okay. Now, I don't know why we need to. I mean, look, I don't want to brag. Mm-hmm. They're saying in my ear they have the video of me catching the ball. That Oh, great. All right. Let's, let's, see, just let's see the video yeah, evidence. That, uh, turns into, uh, yes, there it is. The best part about that is, as I turn into cocky yeah, on the man mode, he calls him out. Listen to the booing ensue. That's kind of fun. Oh, I think so pissed at you. This is the most fun of it. I really had no. I did not believe I was in that fairground. Look at how far I am. Oh, you are clear <laughs> into clearly. Clearly, I mean, he would have caught that too. He's blatantly catching it anyway, so. Because the hitter's out. Yeah. And, and right now, you can understand John Gibbons coming out there Gibby to try to, get to argue to talk about it. But it, clearly, he reached over <laughs> in the field of play and, and made I, that. I think they disparage you here, don't they? Nice they yeah, well, they call me a big boy. Look how far I am. removed him yet, John Gibbons will make a phone call. Yeah, yeah. And James Loney, as tough as a play as that was, he was sliding, had the glove Looks like that might have hit the wall. This girl next to me hated that fact that she was picking her teeth when this happened. <laughs> Smiles now. We'll see in a few minutes. In a few minutes. We'll, see in a few minutes. well, we'll see in a few minutes. In fact, the ball still lives in my Liberty safe. So we did see in a few minutes, and I kept those seats the entire game. After we we'll sent somebody it. to beat you senseless, we'll see if you're smiling then. I know. And even in their analysis, they say he was going to catch it. I know. Uh, but let's see, let's see they, if you like it now. Oh, well, that one angle looks like it may have hit the wall. So no, did they, did they call him out? Uh, yes. Yeah, they called they call them out. Yes. yes. Oh, I remember. So you cost the Blue Jays an out. Poor Colby Rasmus uh, hit about wow. 220 that year anyway, so I don't think I made too much of a dent in his year. <laughs> and they were, you know, they wound up losing the game, I think, 8-1. to one. So. Oh, okay, big deal. But, I mean, again, I bring it back to the, uh, the, uh, the, the Chicago Cubs um, classic reference with people reaching over the fence. Mm-hmm. If... Your guy, what was it, uh, Steve Bart, the Bartman analysis, right? This, and I actually thought about this because these seats were, the, they're the best seats. In the, and I was like, I'm, I went to Toronto. I'm buying the freaking best seats in the house. I don't care. So I was in the, they call them in the action seats. And uh, as we launched, I can tell the story again now that we've launched baseball season yet again. Uh, but it's, uh, so they have, uh, they're in the action seats. And I thought to myself, I'm so close to the freaking game. Like there's a chance I might actually catch a, a foul ball. If there's that moment, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right. What's that, Jeffy? Maybe you could turn, turn on your microphone. microphone. Is, is it possible? It is. Okay. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Well, no, you know what? Never mind, because <laughs> I want you to get hit by the foul ball <laughs> okay. for sure now. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, like with Bartman, the issue was his team was about to record an out, and he interfered with that, yeah. and then he was the, vi- the villain of Chicago right, for the right. next you know, couple decades. Uh, yeah, the so now. my thought was, if a Blue Jay is going to be called out, then you want to interfere because he's going to be out anyway. You don't want the guy to catch the ball. Uh, you want Interfering with that is the worst thing you can do is they, what happened, which is they called him out anyway. Mm-hmm. However, if they didn't call him out, he would have had another opportunity. So you don't screw your team when uh, they're in the field. You screw your team when they're at the plate. You screw the, the fielding team. Right. And so that's, that was... Uh, I mean, it, I will say that analysis happened to me before the game. It did not happen in that moment. I just tried to catch the ball. <laughs> but that was, in retrospect, that is, uh, mm-hmm. that is, I think, the, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you do when you're a fan. 
Um, You're supposed to. What the mm-hmm. hell? You know, again, it's like, oh, well, in this middle, uh, in, and that was the season before they made the playoffs, if I remember correctly. So in this season where they n- nothing happened anyway in a game that they lost 8-1. Oh, well, you to one, you uh, spent all this I, money on, on the seat, so you're in the action. In you, the action! I mean, and you can tell by that picture there, I mean, the stadium was packed. <laughs> there's, there's no, okay. I mean, you can't find a place to sit in that place. <laughs> I can confirm that was the season they did not make the playoffs. So, yes, now, uh, now that I, I remember those Look crowds. those empty seats. <laughs> oh, man. Not a lot of people. All right, 888-727, back more. Pat and Stu coming up in a second. Ah, yes, another day, another balloon on ceiling update. Mm-hmm. Yay, I don't know what we're on here. Let's show yesterday's. 72. Day 72. Today's 72. Let's mm-hmm. look at 70. Well, the one with the video, for, I think, was yesterday. I came home to this. Balloon, that's where it's been the whole time. What? It's not there. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, and now. It moved across the hall. <laughs> He's very excited. This is a big thing in our household right now. Uh-huh. Um, so, so if you kind of see where that was, it had moved from the area with the curved sort of uh, area there mm-hmm. all the way across to where my son's bedroom is. You, so yesterday I walk in, and every day I walk in like, uh, where's, where's the balloon where's today? The balloon? I'm very interested. And so I, it's not in the normal place, so it had not moved back across the hall. I'm like, ah, it's got to be by my son's bedroom. Look over at my son's bedroom. Not there. Oh, no. Not there. So are you checking the floor at this point? If at this somebody, point, I'm che- I go up and I'm checking the floor. I'm looking all around. One of those kids I'm screaming to the house, where is the balloon? Did someone take it down? Did it fall yeah. down? What's happened? I go around the other corner and see this. Oh, wow. Now you see to the right of the picture, that's where that curved area begins. Mm-hmm. So it has now gone around the corner and inside and now seemingly attached itself to the air conditioning intake. <laughs> Which I, it may not move ever from there, <laughs> especially in a summer uh, of uh, oh yeah uh, of in Texas. But day seventy two still in the air. That I, is I some mean, weird stuff. That is weird. And that's our guest room. So our we have relatives in town, and they're staying in that room. So they have to walk through and and duck under the balloon. I said, <laughs> do not touch that balloon under any circumstances. No do not touch that balloon. Uh, so that's where we are, day 72, as uh, the okay. America held oh, hostage. Man, it gets in that kind of place. That, it might make a hundred. I know, that's an interesting, I can't believe, how do, I, I mean, it's hard to describe, obviously, uh, because, you know, I live in my house and you don't, so you might not understand, but I mean, that's like a, you know, there's, there's a that's little a walk jump. there, that's, like, that's a big jump, yeah. especially for one day. It's so light mm-hmm. now that it's just floating. So that, I mean, if that's the AC intake, it may stay there for goes, a while yeah. until it goes off, I don't know. This is, it's an incredible development, and I know it's madness that this continues. It's madness. <laughs> it really is. It's madness. It really is. Uh, all right. Apparently, young Americans are killing marriage. Mm. I, I don't know the story, but there's uh, there there's no shortage of theories as to how and why today's young people differ from their parents. Uh, education, and because one of the goals of the education process in America was to make the children as different from their parents as possible. Yeah, that was a big uh, and 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 that showed one one place I've seen it work uh, in particular is the Jeffy. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, you know. Kids are uh, really well adjusted. Yeah, uh, great kids, uh, smart, uh, and not. Uh, and then look at him. Uh, look at him. Uh, what's the other word we were talking about earlier? Oh, with Jeffy. Uh, uh, overweight. overweight. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How They're, did you forget that? They all seem to be uh, in shape. Uh, you know, hmm. not criminals is mm-hmm. another thing. Uh, they, none of them have been so convicted of crimes. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, uh-huh. 
It's another. I have failed as a parent. <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. So this is kind of interesting, Pat. Uh, National Center for Family and Marriage Research at Bowling Green State University set out to conven- uh, compare 25 to 34 year olds in 1980 baby boomers with the same age group today. The researchers uh, compared U.S. Census data from 1980 with the most recent American Community Survey data in 2015. Results reveal some stark differences in how young Americans are living today compared to three or four decades ago. In 1980, two-thirds of 25 to 34 year olds were already married. Two-thirds. Now it's one in eight. Uh, or, uh, one, this is back in sorry, in 1980. One in eight had already been married and divorced. In 2015, just two in five. Uh, were married, and only 7% had been divorced. So the divorce rate is dropping, but largely because they're getting married a lot less. Um, went from 67% to 40% as far as marriage goes, uh, according to this particular uh, survey. And never married has risen, as you see there, from 20% to, say, 53 um, Wow. Kind of a big rise. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, 2015, 22%. Uh, 34, uh, 25 to 34 year olds are living with their parents. In 1980, it was just 9%. Holy crap. From 9 to 22 in that time period. Um, also, no sign, there's also no sign that young people today are lazier, uh, according to the study. In 1980, 74% of baby boomers reported they had worked in the past week. In 2015, it was 77%. Of course, 1980 was a really rough economic year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, maybe a flawed uh, sort of uh, comparison there. Possibly. Uh, and I, you know, I'm a graph guy, Pat. You know, I love the graphs, love yeah. the charts, love the Excel sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I like numbers quite a bit. Uh, this graph, however, really um, was interesting to me. If, look at this graph and, and, and tell me what you see. I, um, wow. <laughs> a bunny? You saw a bunny? I see a bunny. Jeffy? Mm-hmm. Or it could be a duck. A duck. <laughs> Funny, I looked at it and saw Looks a duck like an immediately. Looks like right there. It's like a duck airplane. It looks like a duck airplane. I immediately saw the duck airplane, uh, and then I looked at the, uh, the, the bottom, yeah. and I saw duck and then rabbit on the other side. And on the, when I saw you rabbit, you could see rabbit, and you cannot yeah. see rabbit. That's weird. At first, I saw the bunny, and then I saw the duck. Really? Yeah. yeah. And that's interesting, because uh-huh. the way you're looking at it, it's almost completely upside I know. down. I know. Um, where I'm looking at it, I can kind of see a little bit more right side up uh, because of our angles of viewing on this particular screen. But uh, yeah, duck or rabbit. Both is the answer. It is a duck. And a rabbit. A rabbit. A it is not. It is not a uh, duck airplane. No, there's no such thing as a duck airplane. That's a one. That's another interesting part oh. of this conversation. <laughs> they don't make airplanes out of ducks, so they don't make ducks out of airplanes. Huh. Uh, Maybe they should. Has anybody thought about that? You ever thought of that? Well, Jeffy has apparently. Uh, so we're gonna come back in a minute. We have uh, the uh, new Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial making uh, nice. uh, making the rounds, and it's very controversial. It seems to be one of those rare unifying things that everyone hates. The left hates it and the right hates it. Wow. Uh, which is not easy to do. Now, they were trying to bring people together. I just don't think they meant to do it that way. Uh, America's worst uh, commercial. That is the question uh, being asked about the new one from Pepsi. Now, Pat is a mm. big fan of Pepsi-Cola. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, you'll find some on his uh, table right now. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some. We like labels, by the way. I, I, I despise what television does with labels. I do, too. It's I stupid. I, do too. I mean, hate it. It's stupid. 
Oh, we're going to blur it out because, you know, you never know when Pepsi's going to advertise with us yeah, or Pepsi's something. never going they're to not advertise going to. with us. And even if, they, if anything, they, they should be encouraged that we actually use their product if they wanted to advertise. Yeah. Um, so I always try to, like, put whatever I'm, when I have, like, uh, you'll notice on the radio show, sometimes I'll have, you know, a Monster Energy drink or a Hank soda. I'll turn that label right to the camera. <laughs> I want everyone to know exactly what I'm drinking. Because, I mean, I, I think that's, that's what I look for. I know um, my wife, who reads a lot of uh, celebrity uh, magazines and such, that's what she notices on every one of them. Well, that's what they get paid for. We should be getting paid for it as well. Well, you should get, I mean, you should first try to get paid at all. I mean, that's probably the first goal for you. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is the ad. It's, it's, I, it's a big deal. Uh, and it, apparently everybody hates it. Um, it's Kendall Jenner trying to solve the world's ills with a Pepsi watch. We are the movement, this generation. You better know who we are. Oh, oh. We are the lions, we are the chosen. We're going to shine now. Yeah. We are the movement, this generation. You better know. Yeah. What the hell? Kendall Jenner just gave me a Pepsi. Yeah, I got news for you. Nothing to do with a Pepsi that makes him excited on that one. <laughs> uh, Live louder. Now, so what? What you is make that? a Live soft drink, now. Pepsi? What this is, is why they don't advertise on the show. That? Um, they you make a drink. It's a delicious oh. drink. You're not you're not solving the Black Lives. Ma- I don't know what that is. It looks. I mean, what's what's what are they trying to tell you? There's protesters who are the good guys. The cops are the bad guys. Somehow mm-hmm. they come together because the cops are dumb enough to be won over by a drink. Uh, that's pretty much it. And she, I like how she's like she's modeling, and someone looks at her and says, "Come on, come. Why aren't you part of the people?" And she takes off her stupid wig and walks out with a Pepsi and and goes to please uh, and tries to bring the people together and, and please this one cop with a. With a, with a soda. And then, of course, obviously, when he opens it, the entire crowd who's been, who hates the police, seemingly, uh, cheers. Because they won? Because oh, yeah. he drank a Pepsi? I guess. I mean, uh, that is bizarre. You want to talk about a stupid ad. Now, I will say That's this. bizarre. Uh, to, to give it a little bit of a defense, uh, anything with Kendall Jenner in it is good. So mm. I'm kinda, I think we could all agree about that. But outside of that, Really, nothing going on here. I mean, it is a terrible. She's, yeah, you, yeah, she's attractive, but she's attractive, and that's why I, that was the reasoning. Actually, mm. it wasn't her acting ability. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, she's a, she walks. Not, there really is no acting. No, she, she walks. But she, it's how she walks. <laughs> yes, yeah, that yeah. is oh, her yeah. job. And she life. knows how. Jeffy, you're not impressed with the Kendall Jenner. I've noticed. No, I mean, I like Kendall, but right there, that picture right there, you can tell that she needs some kind of rear implants or something. Rear implants. Yeah, some kind of butt implants. I don't believe the Kardashian family has much trouble uh, no. with that. Uh, so she does. Maybe, maybe currently, uh, but uh, you know, no, the, no, those that'll things, be fixed up. Don't uh, worry about. It. Yeah, it tends to, to develop over time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you would know, Jeffy, because uh, of your uh, your features. Your, your I mean, I could I could I could go on the record right now if you'd like and say that I 
to, to my knowledge, I've never had anything implanted in my butt. No, but what Stu is saying is that you have a fat ass. So, um, <laughs> to your knowledge, <laughs> like there's a possibility he just didn't. Like know maybe about it. maybe he passed out one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put something in there. Um, well, I mean, I hope part of that protest uh, there seems to be uh, there may may have been a. Um, an alternative lifestyle presence in mm-hmm. a particular protest. And uh, finally, honestly, uh, they finally, because they're getting things done, they were able to overturn North Carolina law by saying it was mean. Um, North Carolina law has been sort of repealed, although that is a uh, kind of a shady thing mm-hmm. in that it's not, they didn't really mm-hmm. repeal it. In some ways, uh, it's actually, you could argue it's better. Um, for conservatives than it was before they repealed it. But the NCAA has released a statement saying it will lift its ban on holding events in North Carolina after the state decided to partially repeal its controversial bathroom bill. Um, And the way to look at this is everything was as it was, right? Like every, you could, there was not an issue with transgendered bathroom rules. And people are like, well, why all of a sudden are they targeting transgendered people? Well, it was because Charlotte, the city decided they were going to force on not only city, but also private businesses that they had to adopt Charlotte city government standards when it comes to allowing transgendered people to go into whatever bathroom they wanted. And so the state said, wait a minute, you can't force that on private businesses. You should have to go to the bathroom of your actual physical physical gender gender, uh, or your uh, birth sex, I think, Mm. as the uh, the sex at birth or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Um, and so now they've repealed this, but not back to the Charlotte standard, to the pre-Charlotte standard. And they've said, basically, Charlotte can't do what they did anymore. They can't force, from, at the city level, uh, people to adopt their standards. So it's kind of gone back to the original way it was. Uh, but again, it wouldn't have changed at all if not for Charlotte being activists. The city government of Charlotte adopting a transgendered activist position. Um, and so they wind up now losing it and leaving the, losing the possibility of doing it for at least a while. I love the original statement by the NCAA because they said, we believe in providing a safe and respectful environment at our events and are committed to providing the best experience possible for college athletes, fans, and everyone taking part in our championships. A safe and respectful environment, not for women who are being subjected to men coming in now because they identify as a woman that particular day. That's not a safe environment for women and girls. What are you talking about? I mean, they only, for some reason, include the, the, res- the, the sensibilities of the transgendered. No sensibilities of anyone else is considered here by the NCAA. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the NCAA uh, it has now lifted their ban uh, on North Carolina, which is weird because, like you said, they didn't really cave into the NCAA there. Well, we should be clear here. The NCAA does not give a damn about transgendered people. No, they don't. They do not care at all. The only reason they did this is because they thought it would look good for their PR, period. Yeah. So now they think they have a justification to still go to North Carolina and have the PR benefit, so they're taking that route. They don't care at all mm. about these people. They don't care about people who mm-hmm. aren't transgendered. They don't care at all. They are doing this for their own and this benefit. Proves it. They care about themselves. That's who they care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this proves it because this, you know, who's not happy with this at all? This repeal is our transgendered activists. 
So they're not happy with this. They just, the NCAA has found a place where they can say, we stood up for transgendered rights. We stood up for these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they've taken action and we're going to go back in. We've taken the sensible middle ground. Um, so, again, you know, the idea that a state would, would say to a, a college athletics association that, hey, no, you know what? You guys control our laws. You, you guys can handle it. We shouldn't be handling it. That's too much for us. You guys should handle it. Is a complete, it's completely pathetic. That being said, none of this means anything. You know, uh, the stance by the NCAA was fraudulent from the beginning. The reversal is fraudulent. The, uh, the, the repeal is not much of a repeal. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem to matter to anybody. So uh, I guess we shouldn't care either. I mean, nothing matters anymore, Pat. People, Stanford's a good school, right? Mm-hmm. Stanford's a good school. We, you know, I mean, we were talking about a high achiever academically. Uh, you're, you might go to uh, Stanford and, you know, law degree. They have all these, uh, you know, incredible, uh, you know, uh, alma, uh, uh, not alma maters. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, people who went there. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> alums. <laughs> alums. Graduates. Alums. The stupid words. Okay. So I guess if I went to Stanford, I would know the word. Um, but uh, so someone uh, applied to uh, this one student applied to Stanford to try to get in. They asked what matters to you and why. And he wrote hashtag Black Lives Matter 100 times as the answer. And Stanford let him in. Oh, of course they did. Of course they did. So that is unbelievable. Stupid. That is unbelievable. So there it is. I mean, I submitted this answer in my at standard at Stanford application yesterday. I was admitted. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. 100 times, and he opened up his uh, letter from Stanford, and he says, I was actually stunned when I opened the update and saw that I was admitted. I didn't think I'd get admitted to Stanford at all, but it's quite refreshing to see that they view my unapologetic activism as an asset rather than a liability. No, they view it as a threat. That is un. I mean, had they sent him a rejection letter, this would have been, Stanford rejects Black Lives Matter students. Right. It would have been he was rejected because he wrote Black yeah. Lives Matter on his application, and they don't like black people. Um, there's another story that came out that uh, Sage Steele from ESPN, uh, who's a you know, great uh, anchor over at ESPN, <clears throat> is, it was, uh, she's not going to be on the NBA show she was hosting. They've put another host on. And I don't know if that's because she's doing something else or whatever. Of course, the Internet uh, and many people on it Oh, well, I'm glad she got fired. She said all lives matter. She said all lives matter. She seems to think lives of non-black people matter. Now, she's African-American, if you don't know. Unbelievable. Um, And that's apparently a big deal. Now, how dare you? How dare you say all lives matter, you (laughs) bastard? Uh, And that is really the way they're reacting. Yeah. Um, It's incredible. It it is. How stupid these arguments are. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible. These are... Just so incredibly stupid. Uh, these moments that we highlight in our society. Uh, it really shows how stupid we are. And let's highlight another thing in our society that shows how stupid we are. Wow. That's depressing. Uh, all right. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. <laughs> the best ones are when he's not even looking. <laughs> oh! Here 
Guys, oh, some stories that on. Jeffy found. It felt like sharing with us, so we don't have to talk it. anymore. All right, so we've talked uh, on this show about the circus closing, and we've talked about yesterday, we talked about how people are killing each other in their homes. And people are scared. We talked about the guy that uh, in Georgia mm-hmm. who came out and uh, wiped out three would-be robbers. Mm-hmm. And the man in, uh, that's in Oklahoma, in Georgia, the man came back and killed the man in the shower yes. by standing there. Uh, that, that is true. I, I, quick question. Are we going Jenna to spend Smith. the entire We might. And we might just recap the entire. other things we've talked about. Yeah, is, that, is that what we're going to do here today? All right, then the day before, we were talking about... We talked about milk, and we talked about 18. No, first remember all, when we did the spoons episode? First of all, I might have to apologize for using milk, since it's, it's, it's become racist. Yeah. I have to stop saying it. Right? It does shine a new light. It's a symbol of white supremacy. And I don't want to be a part of that if it's... Yes, you do. Janice Smith was arrested uh, this past Friday. Uh, she found a new way to uh, attack her boyfriend, who she was mad at. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a circus animal trainer, out of work now. The circus is closed. Mm. Pissed at her boyfriend. Decided to round up squirrels in the neighborhood and train them to attack her boyfriend. The police arrested her on Friday. She had what? 27 squirrels in cages in the backyard that she had trained to attack her boyfriend. What? (laughs) (laughs) This is the most... I love this story. It may not even be real. Did it work? Yeah. uh, He was was attacked more than once before he realized that she was the one training the squirrels to attack him (laughs) in the neighborhood. What? This can't be true. This can't. I be don't true. know. I, I'm just saying. What do you mean you don't know? I don't so know you, if it's you true or not. Us a story, I, a story I just that may said. Be... I just said that I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, but what are you doing? Why are you bringing it? it up? Because I love the story. I think it's a great story. Yeah, My gosh. A lot of stories can be great I, stories, but not true. So what? You're just, is this is this a normal thing for you during this Ab- segment? Absolutely. So you're telling <laughs> absolutely. me absolutely. It I is a no normal shame. occurrence. You go on national television with stories you don't know that are true because they entertained you. Absolutely. I have no shame. Well, no, we, we that's that. clear. That's I mean, clear. So we what? knew that. I mean, so what? So what's your source for this? What? Where did it come from? Uh, some website. <laughs> What website? This is a website. You are the worst. This is a website. This is worse than your nuclear. Uh, uh, yeah, it might be the same one. You never know. Oh, I bet it was. <laughs> That's interesting. So, what, what's the outcome of your fake story? She's arrested. She's in jail. What are you talking about? I told you that. But you, we don't know if it's true. Oh, that's not a real. <laughs> Real. That, that's her mugshot right there. Oh, you are unbelievable. Look at the source, Snopes.com. Yeah, at oh Snopes, does it gosh. say it's fake? Uh, anyone in the control room, does the source say it's a fake story? This is not Snopes. Snopes. Right, I know. They found the picture of Snopes because it's obviously not real. It's a fake story. Nobody can train squirrels to attack sure, Yeah, this lady did. She worked no, for the she circus. Didn't. She can't. No, she didn't. She didn't work now, for I the will circus. Say. She didn't train squirrels. She attacked the squirrels, attacked her boyfriend. You are the no. worst. Are you kidding me? Oh, my god! You cannot believe anything Jeffy says. Are you kidding me? Oh. Whatever. What else? Yeah. Okay. I was going to give you a real report. Yes, uh, I was okay, actually going to give you a real uh, here report. Here is Snopes. Of course. Woman arrested for training squirrels to attack her ex-boyfriend? False. I still, there you go. <laughs> Boy, I, that surprises me. And the fake freaking cross. That surprises me. That didn't me. tape you off Man, the cross-eyed. I didn't see the... Uh, 
the mugshot. You are the you worst. Are, you are the worst broadcaster the in America. So, By I the mean, way, that the, surprises uh, me that that was real, that you couldn't train squirrels like that. The, spo- <laughs> the supposed <laughs> mugshot of Janice Smith that accompanied the article is usually a photograph of Maryland woman Michelle, Michelle Warrow, who was arrested in 2014 for throwing bricks through her father-in-law's windows, a second mugshot was released by the St. Mary's County Sheriff where she does not have uh, crossed mm. eyes. No, so, I mean, it's a real mugshot. So of even if someone I would have else seen the mugshot, even if story I have seen the mugshot, of the country. You, I mean, I would have believed the mugshot. It's a real mugshot. You Police are, department did take it. Your standards are so low. As ours obviously are, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you well, know. We, he's on our show, right? Yeah. So... Uh, I do want to promote, though, uh, this Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Uh, We can promote my regular radio show, of course, Saturday morning. But I do want to promote Mm. we're having a special on the Blaze Radio Network uh, Saturday night. uh, Special Talking Walking Dead. Really? Uh, We have a special Talking Walking Dead Saturday night, 9 to midnight, uh, on the Blaze Radio Network. Three hours of Talking Walking Dead? We're going to recap. We're going to recap. Talk. We're going to completely recap the seasons and head into Mm -hmm. the future of Walking Dead. This last episode of uh, Season 7 was really good. Was and, it? Uh, we're looking forward to uh, season eight. This is a big so deal. We're going to recap. We're going to have uh, you know all the gang is going to be there. That's uh, normally there with uh, Talking Walking Dead. Now, how would anyone? And, uh, if, they're, if first of all, if they want to listen, they go to theblaze.com/radio. Correct. Okay, and if they want to get information that's accurate, they go to another network. Oh, that'd be fine. Is that okay? Yeah, that'd be fine. I would assume you're probably going to be talking about totally d- d- characters that aren't even on the show, um, <laughs> because you thought them they might be interesting. That's that? absolutely true. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right, Stu. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. How long do we have to wait for season eight? Uh, October. Pat October. is. I, let's let's be honest about this. I Pat know. is thinking about jumping back in to to, to walking. I, I'm considering it. I'm considering it. But when you have, I mean, I know that Pat said it. I know, but I'm thinking about it. You're thinking the only now, how many seasons? That makes him think about it is that I two seasons. I, I don't watch it anymore. Tell me about it. Right. Yes. He constantly wants to know. Is it two seasons? No, uh, I think it's only one now, right? Just one you've missed? Just one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, one way to, to, to kind of get the show without actually watching it is listening yeah, to Jeffy's true. stupid podcast. Yeah, but week. I won't do that. I mean, I'm not that desperate. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, all you got to do is listen. Yeah, so I'm not sense. that desperate. Let's go to the But thing. you can hear about the squirrels <laughs> who have been trained to attack the zombies. <laughs> I am very excited about uh, something we're about to show you, which is uh, not Jeffy shirtless. It's actually the new trailer for The Fate of the Furious, which looks, oh, good. I mean, appears to be a high-budget Sharknado. Fantastic. That is what Pat, this has you, turned into. Did you stay away from it yesterday? I did. Excellent. Good. I want Excellent. you to see this live. This is really good. Yes, it is. So we'll have, that will be coming up in a minute. We have some other stuff here. This is, uh, first of all, the Alec Baldwin thing we kind of covered on radio. I thought the one, it was kind of interesting, him and Harrison Ford have a little beef. Oh. Yeah, I like it when liberals eat their own. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. A liberal, liberal on liberal violence is always fun. Yeah, it's always these, fun. All these weird stories. Harrison Ford's been in a lot of these uh, tell-all. Because uh, d- there was a Carrie Fisher one. That she revealed that they uh, had Slept together. Yeah. Which she, when he was married at the time, right? Yeah, um, and he was like 84 and she was 19. Yep, she, he was 84, she was 19. I love yeah. Harrison Ford, oh. man. I love that guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> he becomes more and more of a hero. Oh, mm, every day, huh? Uh, so literally, though, she, he was thirty, either thirty-three or thirty-four, and she was nineteen. Well, see that? You know, come on, totally different. Come on, man, totally, totally different, than, different. Your, than your initial story. Right. Of eighty-four. Complaining to me about squirrel. Yes. I mean, if he's eighty-four, I'm thinking he's a hero. That was a fifty-year gap there. So wait, you're, what, what's your? Gap. You're okay with a nineteen-year-old? You're thirty-four. That's well within that's, your range. Oh, where does that get cut off though? Seventy. Like For me, there's no cutoff. But I'm just saying, as you, as you get to, uh, you know, you break that. Fortunately for the women, for the nineteen-year-old, there is a cutoff. No, and the, cu- the, only cutoff right is, the only cutoff is the only cutoff is what's in the checking account. <laughs> no, not the age. No, the cutoff is the checking account. I, well, I would also say, for, in your particular case, the cutoff is the restraining order, uh, mm-hmm. which is usually applied. Yeah, you, just because you have, you don't always have to abide by those. <laughs> just say it. I will say, uh, just Jeffy, a piece of paper. Uh, from <laughs> the entire time I've known him, which is a long time now. I mean, you know, it is the, you know, as, as John McCain said about the serious situation, is a dark mark on our history. Uh, in mine, it is a, is, I mean, my life and knowing Jeffy for as long as I have is really one of the darkest moments and extended periods of my life. However, Jeffy, since I've known him, has uh, has utilized the phrase frequently: "Age is nothing but a number." Thank you. You, know, you can't put um, you, you can't to, put age on love. You can't. I mean, love is love. You can't put a number on love. Uh, and he's used it in the creepiest of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't describe those circumstances because most likely Jeffy would be arrested immediately. Um, there, well, you know, a couple. Maybe of I can use those. Maybe in retrospect, maybe I can't use those uh, particular mm-hmm. quotes. That might prove some previous uh, situations to be true. It wouldn't be the first time I've had to deny saying something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shia LaBeouf is an actor, uh, kind of. Uh, he was in the Transformer movie and uh, a couple of the Transformers, right, Jeffy? You're a big Transformers oh, Yeah, he's been in uh, three of them, I think. Three of them? Um, three, so- and then he's been in the... Uh, I was thinking today when we were talking about him earlier on radio, like I really liked him in uh, the Eagle, Eagle Eye. Yes, uh, that, that was, was really like a, good. That, that was, was a surveillance future, yeah, uh, computer movie. thing. That was kind of an AI kind of thing. And then um, Lawless was uh, was wasn't too bad either. That was where they were moonshine family up in the mountains for. It was. I mean, it was it was okay. Well, but you, then you shouldn't name your kid Shia first. Of all. Right. That's but good. then but then there was uh, Nymphomaniac one and Nymphomaniac two. That, was he uh, in both of them? I, you can't was be in one without the well, other. Well, you can't. That's true. <laughs> I've never heard of Nymphomaniac One and Two. Are those? Uh, yes, they are real movies. Yes, yes, they are. And he was in them. Yes. Okay. Well, he, lately he's just been getting in trouble uh, because he's uh, apparently uh, you know he's had some alcohol problems, had some uh, rage problems. No. Uh, he mm. is a real problem with the president, and seems to think he's an important part of the resistance movement uh, to the president for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, and and all of his movies have been bombing lately. Um, we have one of them, uh, and this 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 movie did okay uh, in its opening weekend. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't a great showing. It wasn't Transformers level. No, um, no. Sold. It uh, didn't break any records. No, no. Well, well, it might have broken, broken one. one record. Yeah. Uh, it sold one ticket opening weekend. Uh, what? Are we it's sure it wasn't him? Believe it. literally no. made eight dollars and seventy cents or something. Yep, eight dollars and seventy cents. Uh, one ticket. And probably is, as they uh, the Comscore a senior media, media analyst said, that opening could be in the Guinness World Record or something. So, uh, there you go. If you were thinking to yourself, wow, I would love to see what a crap heap that was, you're welcome. And, and it was Paul uh, Bedian who said that. And he's a, he's a fairly famous uh, critic and, 
and movie guy. And and for him to say that, it, it does Real carry disaster. some weight. I mean, now it opened in one theater in the UK. Quite a disaster. Um, but one person went to it. One? Well, it, and, and plus, it can't be worse than Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. It's impossible. Oh, my gosh. That is the worst movie of all time. It's impossible. That's the worst movie of all time. I Honestly, I... you say that. I can't... I don't think they should allow Harrison Ford in movie theaters after that. Right. Let alone Shia LaBeouf. That's right. Um, I think they should be banned from camera. Yeah. From all time. And honestly, even surveillance cameras. They should not... That's how bad that movie was. Yeah, but if he you He survived remember, the nuclear bomb in a refrigerator. That's what I was going to say, is it taught us how to live through a nuclear holocaust. Get in your fridge, I mean, and you're fine. So well, And you're fine. Stupid. You can even be a ground zero, but if you're in your refrigerator, you're safe. Because I'm not, okay. like, I, you know, there's, a, there's a, a lot of people will say, Pat, for example, um, uh-huh. Michael Jordan, uh-huh. all-time best basketball player mm-hmm. in history, uh, in my opinion, and I think most people's opinion, comes back and does a little, uh, you know, a little Washington Wizards action after the fact, and people say, ah, you're going to ruin your legacy. Mm-hmm. I'm never really on that road. I'd rather see a little bit more. You know, it's always really? something in Philadelphia is a show that I really like, and it's on season, I think, 12 now. Just finished season 12. And people say, ah, oh, you've, you've been around too long. It's time to, you know, no more episodes of that. Eh, keep them coming. As, as right. long as it's good, keep them coming. Even if you miss a couple of episodes, which occasionally As they long do, as it's good. Keep but it that's coming. the key, isn't it? Yeah, and I think when that's true. When it's bad and However, it's past its prime, it's, it's sad. My belief is that that does mm. not long-term ruin your legacy. Like, if you're a no. quarterback and, and you come a back... Good, and a it, good example of that is Brett Favre, right? Yeah. He, he left the Packers, went to the Jets, had a crappy year. Came back to the Minnesota Vikings, had a stellar year, probably the best year of his career when yeah. he was 40 years old. And then he pushed it one season too far. But I mean, had he left at the point where yeah. he took the the Vikings back to the playoffs, yeah, and almost almost went to a Super Bowl. But you know that would have been cool. It would have been cool. With his ego, got the but he didn't. Yeah, he was. It would have been cool. I agree. But what has that done to his legacy? Nothing. 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 He's he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, The Packers welcomed welcomed him back with open arms. Those fans love him again. Everybody's forgotten that he emailed his uh, his uh, giblets to some hot reporter for Mm -hmm. the Jets. Mm -hmm. Nobody even thinks about that anymore. So, well, somebody does, Um, but not very many people do. People don't think of Brett Favre's giblets. I don't think often, of his that, that, That's your stance. I want to make yeah. sure I understand it. Yes. I mean, um, we but, can if you'd like. So we can look them up. No, we, there's no need. I don't need you to. Every time we talk about someone's private parts, I don't need you to pick up, pull up a picture of them. That's just, no. that, just so you know. That's just in the future. Thank you for that, Sif. That was good clarification. <laughs> that was really good I clarification. I thought you might want to see it. That's all. I'm, it does seem like that's what he thinks. Yeah. Like if we just mentioned yeah. someone and, we, and, and some... So per- I'm, gl- I'm glad you nailed that down. Okay, good. That's good. That's good. we got to set rules occasionally, right? <laughs> uh, so if you're thinking, hey, what kind of crap heap could only sell one uh, ticket? Here it is. Here's that crap heap. We got this. He's my battle buddy. We kicked the doors together. We took enemy fire. It's just not a relationship you'd understand if, if you haven't been through it, I guess. Is there a reason you don't want to discuss what you saw in that room? Oh. 
it's our girl. It's our girl from uh, House of Cards, is it that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think that looks unbelievable, but yeah, it looks way better than one ticket. It, no looks, kidding. It actually looks pretty good. Yeah, that looks pretty good. What happened to real? It's probably rated R. I, mm-hmm. If it weren't, I'd go to I it. can't take that back. And he's in one, you know, just one things. Is he speaking English though? Like, no. I, what the hell? He's what, not what are you mumbling there? I don't know. I gotta say, that looks pretty good, right? Yeah, it's sort of won me over. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it mean, looks really good. You actually. can't understand what he says, but there's never a point I want to hear what Shia LaBeouf says. Yeah, it so, doesn't matter what he says, but yeah. the action looks great. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, with Zoe, too. That Although, oh, what's her name? Zoe? That's my girl. <laughs> From House of Cards. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a big she, guy she, show, Pat. You can't watch that. Let's no, I know. I, I don't watch that. So. She's, uh, she's, she's great. She's, she's great. And she's, a, uh, mm-hmm. she's great. So um, <laughs> now you think the action. Talented actress is what you're saying, right? Oh yes. What context were we talking about her in? <laughs> her acting, obviously. Was talking well, when she took off her bra, I thought you might have been referencing something else. You know, I, I may no. have blinked at that, but I did not see that. Oh, okay. All All right. Right. My, my, myself. All right. um, so my I remember mistake. House of Cards. Was there ever a time that she took off her bra? At House of Cards. I don't think so. I don't think she was ever naked in that show. She was. She did a lot of things. People but, do you know. get that way though in that show, don't they? Is there? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Or is it? Or is it the F word? Yeah, spoken a lot. Yeah, I would say there's swearing and there's intense, and there are definitely sexual situations uh, that are prominent. I don't know. But do they focus on them, or do they, or do they kind of fade away to you know fade to black when that season one with Zoe? Yes, (laughs) yes is the answer. There's nudity on that. Uh, I gotta go back and watch. She was living in that (laughs) little just to check to see if there's nudity. I don't remember. (laughs) No, I'm fact checking. Really? I just made him potentially made a mistake, and I gotta fact check it. Well, lead with your mistakes. Thank you. That's what we always say. Here. Uh, um, or right. with something else. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's another. Uh, um, also. Because so, uh, th- we're talking about action. Yes. The real action. The is ultimate action movie is about to come out. Yep. The, the ultimate. of the Furious. Now, this is the first Fast and Furious one without uh, Paul Walker in it. Um, so, But you so, have to see this trailer. It's interesting to me because they could put him in it. Right? I mean, we've seen that now. You they can CGI the guy into it. They did CGI him into a, into some of the last yeah. one, right? Yeah, and you could you could do that for the whole movie. They did that with what's his face, the uh, yeah. the general in Star Wars. In Star he was Wars. in the whole movie, and he's been dead for twenty two years. Incredible, uh, just outrageous. And I watched that again a couple of weeks ago, and I thought that doesn't look CGI to me. No, I can you can now, see it with Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher does mm-hmm. at the end when you're really paying attention. It's like okay, yeah, that looked like I was just watching. PlayStation Four or something, but yeah, but he the, he the doesn't. general doesn't. Part partially, I think, because you don't know him as well. Like, yeah, you probably. know Carrie Fisher's face so probably. well that it was harder. This movie, they did not try to put him in it. As far as I know, who knows though? Maybe maybe they will. Yeah. Um, however, what's inter- what's interesting about this series is, first of all, it launched as a blockbuster popcorn movie um, that had some success. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of tanked. The series really was about to die. Um, it, it including like two and three were just terrible. Yeah, and two, not, not three good. was Tokyo Drift, I believe, which didn't even yeah, have the characters yeah. from the other movies in it. It was like it was like Halloween three season of the Witch, which the exact same thing happened, um, uh, where they just took, they went away from the Michael Myers storyline. You're looking at me as like we don't. That's, that's not a correct. reference anyone understands. No, I um, understand. Okay, okay, it. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm, I was really bummed when that happened because yeah, I was so married to the cast of Halloween. 
You know, the, when Season uh, of the Witch came well, up, I was really pissed off. I well, like Season of the Witch. This is too. not the real cast of Halloween. Well, because they didn't, it was not even the cast, it was the storyline. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. So, like, they went away from, like, Michael Myers was not in that movie. It was right. not a movie yeah. about Michael Myers, right. about a freaking Which mask was weird, because that, that bugs turn, that turns into bugs and eats kids' faces. That's what it was about. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Really weird movie. Weird. But I, one of my favorite movie quirks of all time. Um, but this, so with this one, Tokyo Drift was, if I remember right, and I, I, don't, I don't, I think I did see it at one point, but it's like, it's just like a similar movie that takes place in Tokyo with totally different people. And it was called Fast, Fast and the Furious, I think, Tokyo Drift. So then they came back and they started putting the cast members, but they've changed a million times. And, and my belief here is like, it started with like a movie that was kind of, Kind of a little popcorn racing movie, right? Mm-hmm. And has escalated into a more and more absurd movie with each uh, each one. It seems so like that. As it of the like last it. one, like I, I, mean, I haven't seen any of them. You have never seen but one. But from what I've heard and seen in the trailers, it, it looks like it's just ridiculous. Well, we mentioned this. We mentioned this scene before where there's yeah. two cars coming yeah, at each yeah, other yeah, like yeah. this way on two separate bridges. Yeah. And 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 there's one of them is a prisoner in the car. So the other side goes like this hits something, flips over the car in between. So now you're in between the bridges. The guy jumps out of the car and then tackles the woman saving her life and then brings her to the other bridge. I mean, these are things that, like, oh seriously gosh. are Sharknado-level oh ridiculous. It, yes. Um, and now it seems like they're just kind of embracing it and going for all the fun. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, screw it, we're going to have fun with The Rock and Vin Diesel and it's going to be great. And they're going to make $100 million in the opening weekend with it. It's an incredible formula. This next, the, the trailer you're about to see is so incredibly crazy that, that they're even trying this. Just for you, Pat. Uh, but it's it's for you, Pat, because you haven't seen it. Uh, okay. Here is the trailer for the fate of the Furious. All right, team, listen up. This crew is about family, but the game has changed now. Yeah, but Charlize Charlize Theron is in it. Is that her? So. Yes. So. So. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. Yep. You gonna turn your back on family? Oh, he sure is. He just did. Did you see that? acting. I know it looks bad. Don't give up on him so easy. You've only got one chance to make this family whole again. Don't do this, Dom. Don't do it, Dom. Dom, Dom, don't do it. No there one's she ready is. for this. She's the very definition of high-tech terrorism. Look how bad this looks. There's thousands of cars in oh, this city, she, and now she's iPadding all the cars. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Now I know what it feels like to be every cop ever chasing us. Wait! 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 Come on, man. I mean. So they're sending all those cars out. She's controlling them with her she's iPad. Controlling. Okay. Yeah, that's not a thing. No. Uh, it is when you're a domestic terrorist like that. London. On April 14th. Abu Dhabi. Oh, Cuba. come on now. Our paths have crossed before, Don. You just didn't know it. I think I need to remind you why you chose to be here. I got no choice. Oh, wow. That was powerful. So catch Dom. Whoa, whoa, So what? You want to tell me why you just put me in a room with this teen crumpets eating criminal? You know, I think that tight t-shirt's cutting up the circulation of your brain. You should get bigger size. You guys are gonna work together. Love to. I mean, 
I've been waiting for this. We got a tank. How can there be anything more in this movie? Out for my turn. I feel like I've seen every scene. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, tanks on ice. This is an important part. They just don't give up, do they? You thought this was going to be a street fight. Oh, here we go. Okay, so the Torpedoes. submarine you were talking about. Torpedo on land. On ice. What? On ice. He gets out of the car. And he pushes it away. Think about it. <laughs> That's the rock, baby. Directs it at another car. Oh my gosh. That's the rock, I mean, baby. They're not trying. This, but I know one thing. Unreal. You love me. Unbelievable. Oh boy. Oh my. <laughs> nice! That is pathetic. Come on, baby. I mean, and not only do you have Vin Diesel and The Rock, you've also got Jason Statham, who's yep. a poor man's Van Damme. I mean, uh, well, <laughs> he's, he's wow. terrible. He's. <laughs> Terrible. Spoken as someone who has never seen Transporter 2. I will say that. Thank, Thank you. heaven. Yeah. Thank heaven what I've a, never seen Transporter 2. One of the greatest films of all time, Transporter 2. Oh, you can't, you can't really watch Transporter 2 if you haven't seen Transporter 1 Actually, because you don't understand the subtle nuances of it. Eh, Transporter 1 and 3 are both really bad. Uh, but <laughs> so Transporter 2, a I'm fine guessing. film that I stand by to this day. You do stand by Transporter 2. It is completely ridiculous okay. in a very similar way, but I do enjoy that one. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny because they... That's unreal. Charlie's Theron. Is, a, is, a, is, is an, uh, is she Didn't she win Best Actress for yes. Monster? Yes, she did. And uh, She has an Academy Award, and she's in this piece of crap. But she's going to make what are you $20 talking? million, that's right. dollars, and that's why she's in it. Wow. You're darn right. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's un... But you've got to be embarrassed to be in that movie. <laughs> I disagree. Honestly embarrassed. You're not embarrassed when you get the check, I will say that. No, I guess And not. these guys keep coming back, too. Because, I mean, was it Diesel or The Rock that left for a few of the movies... And then came back. Uh, you know, uh-huh. they, they, they. Well, Diesel left for. I mean, like you said, uh, Tokyo Drift or whatever. Yeah, they, but that. there was. A, I think one or both of them left for other mo- uh, ones where the rest of the cast was there. Really? And then what is it? Michelle Rodriguez. Who, yeah, the, we talked about her. One of, what else is she going to do? We yeah. talked about she's her, in. right? She's that's her deal. She's right? fully. I mean, she's in a hundred percent. Because she was Lost, right? She was in Lost, and then she was in these. And right. She I mean, this lost. is a good gig. Yeah. That's right. But uh, that's so right. there you go. I'm very excited to see it. I don't. Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. I mean, oh Kurt, my gosh! I mean, whatever, whatever they're paying Kurt to be in that, you know, he's taking the cash and running. I mean, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, this is one of the most successful franchises right. in modern times. Yeah. So I mean, it was ridiculous as it is. You take the role pretty you much every time you, you offer it. You get offered. I guess so. I guess incredible. Uh, one more little actor, actress type of note. Jennifer Lawrence is posing for feminist photos, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this feminist movement right now. Do we have photos of Jennifer it's Lawrence wonderful. to show? Or what's the uh, situation? I there? think we do. I think we do, and there, there she is. Oh, look how feminist she looks. Oh, she's so feminist. We should all be feminists. Wow. That's because it's important to support certain genitalia. Yeah. Uh, we, all, we all make sure that we do that. We should um, all she's got feminist, a lot better pictures of her around than that. No, you don't, anyway. need to, you don't need to show them to us. That's what we're trying to teach you. <laughs> I know, but they're right here. <laughs> I know. I, believe me. I <laughs> all know. I got to do is gallery them up. Uh, and, and I'm guessing those, those pictures are as feminist as you can get. 
right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. A couple of them I, are. From what I've heard about some of those pictures, they're very they're feminine. they're mega Doppler feminists. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Based uh, on what Jeffy has told me. This uh, Szechuan <laughs> McNugget sauce. Have you heard this story? No. This is really interesting. Szechuan yes. McNugget sauce. So in 1998, the movie like the Mulan came out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And to support that, McDonald's made a, a a nugget sauce just for that. And now they're. Tr- this is. Let me show you the commercial. This is from the 90s. Okay. Okay. When I said McDonald's chicken McNuggets. I know. I hit the gong. In honor of Disney's new movie Mulan, the epic adventure about this cool girl who saves China. McDonald's is offering tender, crispy chicken McNuggets and a new Szechuan sauce for a taste of the East. Starting Tuesday, get six pieces for 99 cents, or 20 pieces for 3.29. Wow, that's a good deal. And please hurry. Or Gong Boy over here may never stop. Gong Boy, that's so racist. Looks delicious. I'd eat those. Yeah, so it's a plum sauce. Okay. Right? Um, so the show Rick and Morty, which is a cartoon, um, aired a surprise episode. I guess it had not aired, the series had not aired since 2015. So on April Fool's, they just aired a new episode out of nowhere. <laughs> and in that, they said they, they ended, it ended with a plea to bring back this stupid sauce. And McDonald's is actually responding to it, and they're going to see what they can do, supposedly. Weird. Kind of weird, right? I've never yeah. even heard of it. Uh, I haven't either. I like quirky things like that. Yeah, I Those do, too. Weird things that just come and go fun. So but anyway, it, look for plum sauce. What also kind of stands out there is how ancient that 90s commercial looks. Yeah. That's late 90s. My gosh. That looks like it was from the 40s or something. And 20 nuggets for three twenty nine. <laughs> I mean, what do they cost now? Like $83? $83. dollars <laughs> you You're there three, four, five times a day. A day? What, how many... How many nuggets do you eat a day? Would you say on average? Oh, <laughs> 40, 60, something like that. Yeah, I mean you gotta get you gotta get them in. They come in twenty boxes. Is the big one. They do have a hundred box, by the way. At least yeah, I, I saw right? one McDonald's yeah, in a one hundred box. They I will keep heating them up. It's uh, easier just to get the go through the drive-through and get them hot out of the grease. <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome. If you're gonna get McNuggets though, or nuggets. You don't go to McDonald's, right? I mean, that's those nasty. are the nuggets. What are those are McNuggets. You go to Chick Fil A and you get your chicken pieces there. It's I, I can't. I really, they're not even in the same species. Well, they're you know, not even in the same species. Again, this is by memory, but Chick Fil A strikes me as like they're trying to do a little something a little bit more upscale. Where Ch- yes. McDonald's is like, look, there's some freaking chicken. It's kind of in a circle. Yeah. So you might have some hoof in it. You might they have might. the beak. Uh, I think there's some eyeball. Whatever. Used to we threw them. it all in and, and coated it with crap, and here it is. I used to love. Yeah. They, used to, they used to do twenty piece <laughs> nuggets for five dollars. Yeah, I used you to used them. to when you were a kid and you didn't know any better. Sure, you'll eat McDonald's because it's the only slop around. But uh, well, ick. Let's let's improve our palates, shall we? Uh, on, on the other side, we have uh, we have the you mac and to? cheese bar. It's time for yeah. the mac and cheese. It's bar. Time. It's uh, time. We will come back in just a moment with well a spoons episode. Again, which, we don't want to. This is only for science. Right. We don't. For what you. does mac and cheese taste like? I don't know. I don't know. What, macaroni and cheese combined? What, what does that even mean? Who's, who's even heard of? That? I've never heard of it. And that's why we're going to try it next. This is one of the greatest days in mankind's history. Uh, Patrick Mosher has come back. Uh, we begged, we've pleaded. He he was it last week or the week before? It's a couple weeks yeah, ago, it was a couple right? Couple weeks ago. You came in here and you made us grilled cheese with brie and apple slices in Which it. Which was pretty good. Oh my gosh. 
pretty good does not begin to describe the sensation of, of that. It was uh, incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> it was a grilled cheese. A good grilled cheese. A really good, an exceptional grilled cheese. It's well, also one of the best top I've five ever had. best moments of my life. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't think that's a controversial <laughs> thing to say. Sleeping in the parking lot for the last two weeks to serve you mac and cheese paid off. Yes, yeah. it did. Okay. It did. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so this is, uh, you have basically what I would describe as a mac and cheese bar. Here. It is a mac and cheese bar indeed. Wow. Uh, so look, so just walk us through, first of all, start with the mac and cheese. What have you done to it? Because uh, well, it looks very cheesy. First, what's the point, right, from a mac and cheese bar? Um, right. I mean, ma- well, and, yeah, and, to eat mac and cheese, but, yes. but it, it makes your food interactive, right? So your uh, guests can yes. put what they want on it mm-hmm. and what they don't want, they don't have to have. Right. It's kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we skipped the bourbon, so it's not really a, overly adult-friendly. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I did today is I made a four-cheese sauce for oh. the macaroni. Which cheese is it? So I used uh, a aged white cheddar from mm-hmm. Valley Forge uh, from New York. Mm-hmm. I used Hoffman's uh, Super Sharp Cheddar because okay. I love it in Texas. Yes. Mm-hmm. I used a Gruyere. Gruyere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gruyere. Oh, and the fourth cheeses. one, which we have a little bit more here, is Pecorino Romano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pecorino mm-hmm. Romano. Yep. And just yes. some milk and flour and just let the whole thing cook down and simmer up. Now, Jeffy is a big fan of milk. I oh, am. Yeah. Um, mainly oh, because it's a symbol of white supremacy. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say he just likes dairy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> a good guess. Are you guessing solely on appearance with that one? No, or? no. And just... then you, 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 you brought a whole bunch of uh, various things that we can try on. Yes. 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 Give base. us some highlights. Okay, so we have um, breadcrumbs. Okay. These are panko with um, oh, yeah. Italian oh, yeah. herbs and Parmesan right. toasted in the oven. Mm-hmm. That's so how mac have... and cheese turns from kids' meal to fancy. Exactly. Is the breadcrumb. Well, my mom yeah. used to do it with gra- graham cra- or the cracker crumbs, you know, yeah, saltines yeah, yeah. on yeah. top mm-hmm. and bake that in the oven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some sautéed mushrooms, mm-hmm. bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. got to have well, bacon. Got to have bacon. Doc wouldn't let me come here without bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and pulled <laughs> pork because we're in Texas. Mm-hmm. We have some Nathan's hot dogs that were sliced and roasted in the oven. Oh, my uh, gosh. Green onion. These are pickled vegetables. Uh, Giardiana. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little diced tomato. Mm. These are jalapenos. All right. oh. Not bell pepper. Yeah. And then a little onion. Do people oh, this actually, is the stew side, right? Yeah, yeah. Do people actually put those vegetables on it? Ever? Yes, well. you're about to see it happen. <laughs> uh, well, actually, that's just kind of cut through the richness. You just eat them on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they go good with everything. And my favorite hot sauce, we'll plug Cholula. Yes. Um, and a little bit of truffle oh, oil. Wow. Just to see if I can say, well, that's fancy. We don't want to eat that. So Right. Well, breadcrumbs and truffle oil, then you're paying like $38 for breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, uh, some restaurants yeah. have these add-ins where you can, they upcharge for it, so they'll slice truffles and add truffle oil and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I, for an extra $20. Yeah, when you go to yeah. a steak restaurant, that's what I wind up with, because I always get the mm-hmm. sides. Well, and then it's truffle oil and well, they'll put a little uh, lobster in it too, and then that's, yes. that's not a bad thing either. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, shrimp, um, lobster. Um, yeah, why are we lobster's the best. Yeah, come yeah, on over. Yeah, actually, Jeffy, over, uh, Jeffy, why don't you stay over at your? Because uh, we don't really have enough for you. There's, that's <laughs> true. What? There is not enough here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to try a little bacon. I'll just go a little well, bit. we just fed the whole studio, so we went through six pounds of cooked pasta. Wow. So all this fr- it was fr- pasta uncooked with six oh. pounds, so it came out to be like thirty pounds cooked. Oh, man. Now, even in the mac and cheese bar, there's a couple things you need to do when you're having mac and cheese. Number one, you smell mm, the mac mm-hmm, and cheese. This, mm-hmm. I can tell you, delicious smell. The white or you just, just jam it immediately into your fat face. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> like I just did. you need to try the mac and cheese solo. Because that is like, because mm. all these ingredients are great, but it's like, it's like pizza. I want to have a slice of cheese pizza at a pizza yeah. place before oh, yeah. I try all the crazy And it's fantastic solo. Oh. I'm a big hot dog fan. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, me too. I, I hate to say it I'm as a chef, but it dogs. really is. You know, New York Street so Dogs are one of my favorites. Oh, and yeah. I've been mm-hmm. to Nathan's uh, a few times in my life, and absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, but that, I notice the professionalism of Jeffy as he stands <laughs> literally in front of the guest as he speaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, hey, the pulled pork and green onion is a good mix as well. 
And you got to try the breadcrumbs, the, oh, the Parmesan yeah. cheese in there with mm-hmm. the Italian herbs. The hot dog works really mm-hmm. well with that. I got to go with a little of these jalapenos here. Got a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Onions are key. I'm a huge fan. So try a little uh, bit of Pat your is not an onion fan, sauce. but I am. Well, and I know you're not a. I tried to get the the enough vegetables in there. You would have actually enjoy it. So mm-hmm. yep, no, excellent. And then I also am I a know. huge fan of the cheese topping on top mm. of mac and cheese. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm going Absolutely. there. Nothing wrong with that. A little. Well, uh, it, it tastes differently. You know, it tastes a lot different when it's it's freshly mm. grated as opposed to cooked into a sauce and then mixed with the. Yeah, I know. It's it's it, it really does make a difference. Sauce. I don't know that I've ever had hot sauce on mac and cheese before. That that really works. It's good, well, isn't too. it? No, I put delicious. hot sauce on everything my, except yeah. my cereal. Delicious. My wife uh, loves uh, just a regular tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, tomato yeah, that's good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do uh, <laughs> they do a Swedish version of uh, they call it Swedish pasta. It's kind of like a mac and cheese in a little bit mm-hmm. thinner sauce, mm-hmm. and they slice hot dogs into it. But the the sauce has um, it's a cheese sauce or like a milk based mm-hmm. without the cheese. But then they put ketchup in it. Really? It's actually really good. Yeah, I was a private chef, and mm. the, the children for Holy that family cow. love to have that almost mm. every night. That was a Times ketchup. Here's my mixture here. I've got tomatoes. Yes. I put some jalapenos in there, extra cheese, some onions, uh, some of the breadcrumbs, which are key. Because the crunch on a mac and cheese is a big deal, too. Yeah, that's a big Absolutely. deal. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. where the panko comes in, the mm-hmm. panko breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, you can, you can do it with gluten-free pasta. Put the breadcrumbs on the side. If you have somebody in the family mm-hmm. that's... that's Gluten-free or what is this gluten-free thing? So many people Uh, who aren't allergic to it do this gluten-free thing. What does that do for you? I don't know. I think it it doesn't do anything for me. I love pasta. I love wheat. It does make you popular at CrossFit. Um, yes, <laughs> which is important for a lot of people. Okay, how do people get in touch with you if they want to? So uh, you can follow me. It's at FoodBizPro on Twitter. You can go to uh, FoodBizPro.com. So good. And, uh, you know, I'm a chef and restaurant consultant and, again, a partner at uh, Z Events and Catering in Fort Collins, Colorado. And we should nice. say that, obviously, as part of the deal that you've agreed to as coming on the program, is you will bring mac and cheese uh, every day to the show. And we really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. because a lot of people wouldn't have that sort of dedication. But the implied contract that you signed by appearing here is, is really, it's, a, it's great that you're mm-hmm. not. Is that. it enough for three or enough for the entire staff again? No, just three. Um, just, just three. Oh, we, we don't okay. care about oh, anybody oh, else. You, got, you should know, we don't care about the staff We don't at care. All. Okay. Mike, at I all. mean, Doc Thompson doesn't get food for the rest of his life. We don't care. <laughs> that's, got, that's no concern of ours whatsoever. You should know that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks, Patrick. Hey, thank you, guys. More Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. Hi, it is uh, Pat and Stu. And uh, Just listen to him. Uh, Patrick Mosher is a fantastic chef. Mm. Man, that's good stuff. If you're in the Colorado, Colorado Springs area, get in touch with him and have him cater your event because that's fantastic. Mm. You won't be disappointed. We've been asking for a mac and cheese bar. Most of the last mac and cheese bar we had. Mm -hmm. About a thousand times. Okay. Uh, Let's take a look at Glenn and the vault as they talk about Charles Spurgeon again. I talked to a professor at um, Columbia University, economics professor. Mm. First time I met him, we're great friends now. First time I met him, we were at some hoity-toity New York kind of opening of something. And he kind of made his way up to me, and um, he was standing next to me, and he said, So, Mr. Beck. I said, Yes. And he introduced himself, and he said, uh, I'm a professor of economics at Columbia University. I'm like, Okay, here we go. And he said... Where, could I ask, did you get your education? Oh, no. And I so wanted to say, you know, oh, really? (laughs) 
And I just said, uh, nowhere, I'm a self-educated man. And he said, I knew it. Mm. Oh. Now wait, wait. Mm-hmm. That's what I was feeling inside. And I said, how do you mean? And he said, I cannot get my students to think like you. Hmm. He said, you think out of the box. And what's coming is out of the box. Hmm. But everyone has been so well trained their whole life in school that everything is this way and they don't even consider this over here. Hmm. I think you're right. I think school, and maybe it was different back then, Hmm. Cambridge, maybe not, but school would have put him on a different course that may have said, dismiss all of these things. Well, it would have. His brother went to that school many years later, and uh, it did dry him out. Really? Mm. Spurgeon was very comfortable outside the box. He took a hammer and smashed the box to pieces. And I think the reason he was self-educated, the reason he was able to do that is because of these books that he would pour through. He would saturate them with his tears, and he would suck the marrow out of each one of them. He might not agree with it, but he's going to learn from as many people as possible. So we have uh, classical Shakespeare, history of war. This is in German. Did he read other languages? So Spurgeon's sermons were translated into 40 languages. He did read other languages. He taught himself Greek when, when he was a teenager. And uh, 40 languages so around the world. 40 languages so in the world. Weird. That's going into faiths that are completely different. It's going all over the Middle East. It's going to China. It's going into places where in India where hin- Hindus were prominent. You know, Spurgeon's perspective on light and truth went everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and they still are today. In fact, one of the things we're doing at the library is that we're launching a website called Spurgeon.org. Mm. And we're going to continue the impulse of Spurgeon in offering his sermons uh, all, to anyone across the world. And so we will have the largest collection of Spurgeon sermons for free. That's for free. For free. Amazing. For now, are anyone. all of them written like the early ones where they're just crib notes, or they or any of them written out? So at the beginning of Spurgeon's ministry, he does begin to just write skeletons. What's so fascinating about this project, these 12 volumes, is that there's a crescendo. His sermons get longer, three pages, eight pages, 12 pages, 16 pages, so that by the end, right before he moves to the largest city in the world and becomes the Spurgeon we know, he's fully manuscripting his sermons. And Glenn, they, they will ruin you for all else. Mm. They are some of his mm. very best work mm. and his brightest, most optimistic pieces. This is Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith. Mm. The works of uh, Whitfield here, which these are, I give my right arm for. Um, Check his pockets. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I need bigger pockets. Um, so uh, he is... The average person would say, oh, Whitfield. Mm. Well, he was a preacher. Spurgeon was a, Sturgeon, Spurgeon was a uh, preacher. But they're radically different in America. Yes, yes. How? Absolutely, they're radically different. Uh, of course, for Whitfield, as many biographers will tell you, he was very much pro-slavery. I absolutely mm-hmm. love Whitfield until he gets down south. Yeah. When he gets down south, he falls apart. No, Spurgeon's different. He is going to stand against the tide of his time. 
and he's going to make a difference in a way Whitfield didn't, in a way that many of Whitfield's contemporaries didn't, and in a way that you can draw a line directly from Spurgeon's day to our day. He is relevant in this very point that we must also be about fighting injustice, human trafficking. That has not gone away. We are still dealing, mm-hmm. we are still uh, dealing with slavery, yes. aren't we? And, and the in selling record of, numbers, of in shockingly record numbers. Yeah, there are more, you know, more. Yeah, there are more slaves. If you take all of the Western slave trade mm. and you total up all of the numbers of slaves, mm. the number of slaves today, today, are more than all of those years nice. combined. Mm. That's astounding. Slavery we're talking about. Mm. Right. Slavery. And nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. Well, they need to start talking about it, and they need to look to the past. They need to look to history to find people who set the example for us to follow. And Charles Spurgeon does that better than anybody of his day. And mind you, he's reading books. He once said, uh, the person who never reads will never be read. Spurgeon went on not just to read books, but to publish books. He published 150 books. He wrote 150 books. 63 volumes of sermons. Wait, by what age were these books written? <laughs> this man is so by, by the end of his life, in 1892, Charles Spurgeon had published more of these books in English than any other preacher in history. And it's just a staggering amount, not just of input, different perspectives, but output. And he did that in a way that I, I don't think his popularity would have been as great. If in New York City they weren't selling his copies a thousand books a minute. What was what were his what were his um, we we talked about him being maybe a manic depressive. Did, is there evidence of the mania of hmm. cranking hmm. out all hmm. kinds of books at, at in yeah. in one? His sitting? life oscillates between very deep troughs and very high highs. In his more productive times, he would sleep two or three hours a night. Yeah. For, That's mania. For a week. That is mania. And, uh, and, and let me say, he wrote 500 letters a week. He got a lot of stuff done, but then he would always sink, whether it's a controversy, whether it's a newspaper article. His wife, Susanna, over here, often had to hide the morning newspaper from her husband so he wouldn't read the headlines. Why? Because they crucified Spurgeon. They thought this really? uneducated, what's he doing here in London with all of these great preachers? What is this person who lives south of the Thames, not north? He lived mm-hmm. in the ghetto. 10,000 people died the first year he got to London, and he went door to door to door, visiting with the sick, ministering and praying for the, those who were dying in his congregation from the great cholera outbreak of 1854. And so here you have someone, I think, who speaks to us cleanly, and plainly about what it means to fight the evils of your day, whatever they are and yeah. wherever they are. What role did she play in his life? Well, Susie was, uh, she was a city girl herself. She looks a lot younger. Yes, she does look younger there. Maybe we could have made her a little older. Okay, so this is another kind <laughs> painting because we found out last time he's 5'4 and 300 pounds, and that's not a 300-pound man. That, that is, is more, that's more Photoshopping than Vogue has ever done. <laughs> yeah, it like, is, we, that it is, is. No Vogue that's has ever Photoshopped <laughs> a different body onto someone else. Listen, Susanna encouraged him. He needed encouragement. Susanna was the one who very much often went to sleep at night before he even started preparing for his talk, his sermon the next day. On one occasion, she fell asleep. He fell asleep. He didn't prepare for uh, his sermon, and she overheard him talking in his sleep. 
Turns mm. out he was preaching a sermon in his REM sleep. She took notes. You know, usually, you know, maybe she would put a, a pillow over her head or maybe mm-hmm. his head. She took notes, handed those notes to him the next morning, and he preached that message. And we have that message, that and is it is good. Divine. Is it really? Because my, my sermon like that would have been, cat, cat, where's the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Something ridiculous that made yeah. no sense. But how interesting that that cat and cat and pizza came to you first, right now. I have no idea, but maybe we'll examine it on a different episode I, of the Yes, a different, a different episode. But they were a team. So is she kind of like uh, what was uh, Billy Graham's wife's name? I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, anybody remember? Ruth, Ruth Graham. Yeah, that's right. Um, she was <laughs> in talking to Billy. Um, uh, she, he had tons of admiration for her and loves her, loves mm. her, loves her. But she was the taskmaster. Mm. I mean, he, he, she, he told me that he would come home and she would say, help me out. Where was that one? Mm. Where do you find that? And I'm like, oh, imagine saying that to Billy Graham. Yeah. Show that to me in the Bible, because I can't find it, Bill. Right. She was honest. Brutally she honest. was brutally brutally an editor. Like, yeah. Awful. Oh, yeah. No, she was, yeah. she was, she helped build that house of theirs yeah. by hand. She was a strong woman. Both of these were strong people. And they came together, and they went farther together than they could have yeah. without. You know, Spurgeon, I think this has to be said in this day and age. Spurgeon never sacrificed his marriage, he never sacrificed his family on the altar of ministry. He didn't do it. He incorporated his family into Mm. his ministry. Susanna started her own ministry called the Book Fund, which gave books like these to underprivileged ministers throughout England for 50 years. Uh, She was someone, I think, uh, who struggled herself. Uh, After their twin sons were born, Charles and Thomas, uh, she had a surgery. Mm. And it was botched. The surgery was botched. It was performed by one of the best surgeons in Scotland. And it was unsuccessful. So she was infertile for the rest of her life. Mm. Uh, She spent 15 years in bed. Charles took care of her. Wow. Loved her. Wow. I love that partnership when two people from different backgrounds find their mission or their purpose lining up, Mm. regardless of where they come Mm -hmm. from. I think that's one plus one equals 20 Mm -hmm. at that point when Mm -hmm. that happens. Yes. When you're you're creating sermons in your sleep and someone's taking notes, you've got that system down. That's right. But I I think what we've learned from this segment of The Vault is if you're having surgery, don't have surgery in a country that thinks haggis is good. (laughs) Just saying. It's a life lesson. (laughs) It is right there. That's what I got. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.